הר אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שבדורנו, לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני עפר קדוש ומשבוע ארץ המה, ובפרט לרבנו הקדוש. צדיק יסוד עולם נחן נובע מכל חוכמה רבנו נחמן פגם את שמחה נחמן 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 מאומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. ברוך השם. Today we start with Torah 101, קא. God willing. Let's, uh, let's hop right into it. אמר רבנו סל שעל ידי אמירת תיקון חצות יכולים לפרש שירתו את כל אשר עם לבבו כמו על ידי התבודדות. רבנו This is because in likelihood, we don't recite chatzot over the past. Look what Rabbeinu is saying. We are not reciting chatzot over the past. We are not reciting chatzot over the past that the fact that the temple was destroyed. Look, look at the chidush Rabbeinu is telling you. This is something that is unheard of. V'hikar amirat chatzot hu al ma shena'aseh achshav ima adam. The essence of reciting chatzot is that which is happening right now to a person. When a person recites chatzot in this aspect, meaning in the fact that a person is reciting chatzot with mentality that it's happening right now, that the temple is being destroyed right now. Because what does it say in the Gemara? Um, One who has da'at is as if he built a bet mikdash in his days. Meaning what? That if... And what did it say? That a generation who does not build the Beit HaMikdash in, uh, in its generation is as if it destroyed it. Meaning what? It's right now, Tikkun Chatzot. Tikkun Chatzot is now. Because we can build a temple right now. But the fact that we're not doing that, that's why we're doing Tikkun Chatzot. We're mourning over the destruction of the temple being that we're not building it right now. When a person recites Chatzot in this aspect, in the present, he's able to find Everything with his heart, meaning he's able to find all the nuances and all the, the things that he wants to express in his heart within the reciting of Chatzot. He's able to express his heart within the reciting of Chatzot. So Rabban was saying the way we recite Tikkun Chatzot, we have to recite as if it's happening now, within each and every one of us, that the reciting of Chatzot is not what happened back then. It's that it's happening to me right now. And the same is true of Tehidim, etc. One needs to see that when he recites Tehidim, he should find himself within each and every chapter of the Tehidim he's reciting, within each and every supplication, within each and every penitential prayer, etc. And with ease, with simplicity, Without any wisdom and sophistication at all, one can find himself within all these supplications and requests. And specifically in Tehillim, which was said for the sake of the, the entirety of the Jewish nation, for each and every Jew individually, and each and every person, meaning, each and every person with all the wars of the e- that the evil inclination puts upon this person. And everything that's happening to each and every individual, everything is explained and brought down in Tehidim. Because 
the, the, the primary aspect of Tehilim was written on the wars of the evil inclination and his, and his army. Because these, this is the essential enemy and the essential foe of a person. The war of the Yetzirah and his troops, these are the real enemies and the real um, foes of a person. Because they want to prevent him from walking on the pathways of life and to bring him down into Sheol Tachtiot, God forbid, into hell. If he does not guard himself from these um, enemies. And it's literally just on this war in itself, the war between man and his evil inclination, the war between good and evil, that what? Tehillim was founded upon this. For the chief principle, and the root and foundation for, and of all the advice to draw close to God, Rabban was saying the main piece of advice a person wants to draw close to Hashem, he's telling it to you right now. It's, it's in this line right here. It's what? Recite Tehillim, other supplications and prayers, and express yourself in Ibodadut between you and Hashem. Levakesh milfanav, to beg before Hashem. That God should draw you closer in His service. It's only through this that one merits to, to win this battle. If a man is strong and courageous very much, constantly, to always pray and to supplicate before Hashem all the time, no matter what the circumstances are, and it's certain he'll win this war. Happy is he. This is the way we understood from the words of Rabbeinu HaKadosh. Because look at this, look at this line. Pay attention to this. This is huge. Because even though we find many different good pieces of advice in the works of Rabbeinu, in the, wor- in the Sfarim of Rabbeinu, because the entire book of Likut HaMoran, Likut HaTzot, Likut HaLachot, Sibur HaMasiyot, everything, is all filled with good pieces of advice, with tremendous advice to draw close to Hashem. Nonetheless, by the majority of these pieces of advice, it is very difficult for a person to apply the advice. Therefore, the main thing is what? To pray, to supplicate, to beg Hashem. No matter what the circumstances. No matter what the circumstances are, speak with your mouth, whatever level you're at. Even if you're a small person, speak with whatever words you can. Even if you have a low vocabulary, speak with whatever vocabulary you have. And beg and seek out from Hashem constantly that God should bring you out from darkness into light. And that He should uh, bring you back into Shuva and complete Shuva. Nor should He allow Him to be silent. Actually, I know until he answers. Meaning, you should not allow God to be silent until he answers. Until he answers your prayer that what he should bring you closer. Meaning, do not be discouraged until God actually does so. Even though a man screams and cries out and calls out to Hashem for a long time. And, even, and he still might be very, very far. If the man is strong, and courageous in praying and supplication. 
it is certain that in the end of all things, Hashem will answer him and draw him close to his service genuinely. Bevadai blisafek. Rabbanu said, Bevadai, with certainty, blisafek, there is no doubt about this. Rak chazak ve'emat, just be strong and courageous. That prayer requires encouragement. It says in Tehillim chapter 27, Reinforce and bring courage in your heart. And hope in God. What does say? And if your prayer is not accepted, go back and hope again. And do this forever. Until God looks and sees from the heaven. And this is already brought down in our words many times. But we need to repeat and relearn. We need to repeat this and relearn this and to recall this every single day. Because there's countless things which weaken and confound this idea. That which the mouth cannot even express and the heart even ponder. Therefore, we need to rethink about this thousands of times. In order that we reinforce ourselves and encourage ourselves to remain steadfast and to pray and to beg before Hashem that He should draw us close to His service. No matter what it is, no matter what the circumstances. Let us lift up, let us lift up our hearts with our hands to Hashem in the heavens. Because God will never forsake His nation. Or abandon his inheritance. God's chesed has not ceased. His uh, mercy, his mercy is never finished. One time, Rabbi Nathan says, I came before Rabbeinu Bissiperli, and Rabbeinu told me, that recently a, a, a rabbi was by Rabbeinu, and spoke with Rabbeinu, and he spoke before Rabbeinu a Torah. Oh, sorry, exactly the opposite. Meaning what? That Rabbeinu gave a Torah before this rabbi, when this rabbi came to visit Rabbeinu. And Rabbi Nathan said, I did not merit that Rabbeinu should repeat this Torah before me. I only heard these words from his mouth. That he told me. Rabban was speaking about the subjects of Boaz and Ruth. That Boaz and Ruth represent the secret of juxtaposing the prayer of redemption to the prayer of Tfilah, the silent prayer. As we do in the morning, we also do the same Arvit. That it's a very big mitzvah to juxtapose the last prayer of, right, the last um, blessing of the Shema, at the end of the Shema, meaning after the Shema, the last blessing, right before the silent prayer, to juxtapose those two and to never separate them with any uh, pause. Because Boaz represents the Redeemer. It says in Ruth, chapter 3, I'm the Redeemer. It says over there. And Ruth represents prayer. How do you know this? We're going to see this with regard to David Amelech. It says in Gemara Barachot, page 7b, Why was she called Ruth? Because David came from Ruth. And David saturated Akadosh Baruch Hu with songs and praises. 
This word of Riva comes from the word Ruth. And because David comes from Ruth, and David saturated Hashem with all these praises and tefillot, Ruth comes from the, the, the root of what David the Melech's task was. And it was understood from Rabbeinu's words, that Rabbeinu revealed a very lofty lesson, but I did not merit to hear it. I also heard in Rabbeinu's name, that he said during that time, that all the lofty perceptions that he reaches and he understands is inconsequential. It's like worth nothing in comparison to the one word that he speaks before the entire world. Because within every single word that Rabbeinu revealed before the entire world, all the worlds are dependent upon this. The upper world and the lower world. Perush. The explanation is like this. Even though it is certain that the perceptions Rabbeinu attained but does not reveal are much thousands and tens of thousands levels higher than, the, than, the, um, than the, that which he revealed before the world because he can only reveal a certain level for the world to understand. But the levels which he perceives are much, much greater. As he said about Likute Moran, that Likute Moran is his psohet, it's his scraps. That he brought Likute Moran to the lowest point and he could not go any lower. That the way Rabbeinu explains his Torot and Likute Moran are as low as it gets. But Rabbeinu said he perceives Likute Moran alafim urvavot. He perceives him thousands and tens of thousands of levels higher. So even though the perceptions he, he hides from the world are greater than the things that he reveals, is brought in many um, in another place many different times. Um, this idea in Sichot Aran, a few different places in Chaim Oran. Nonetheless, Rabbeinu says this is not as important and precious in his eyes at all. Because he did not bring merit to the Jewish people through that. So the main thing for Rabbeinu, when the world merits to listen from him, one, uh, any sort of speech or word. Because within every single word, as we said above, the entire world Uppers and lower worlds are dependent upon it. Torah Kuv Gimen 103. Bishat Atfila during the time of prayer, as long as he still hears someone else during that time of prayer, meaning that he still hears and senses that another person is standing there during his prayer. Huloto, it's not good. Because each and every person during his prayer needs to picture in his mind that the only thing standing there is himself and God. If you look at the lesson which starts with Abba Shaul over there, this, uh, this idea in the Gemara, in lesson 55 of the Gemara, over there, it explains an even greater nullification during the time of prayer. That a person needs to nullify himself so much during his prayer until he literally cannot even sense that he himself is there during his prayer. That all he, he, he has like no doubt that it's only God there. That when he's praying, the only um, being there is Hashem. Because then, during prayer, 
Adam omed beechel amelech. A man, the man stands in the chamber of the king. Ayen shaman shekatuv sham. Look what is written over there. Mihu haloy shito nit batel veenkan el amelech beatzmo bechulay el sham. And it says over there in section six of that lesson, lesson fifty-five. Mihu, who is he? Haloy shito nit batel. Why his existence has been completely nullified? So that there is nothing here but the king himself. Meaning, who can walk into the chamber of the king and think of himself as something? Meaning, when you walk into the chamber of the king, which is prayer, you must make yourself completely nothing to the point where God is the only one there. The king is the only one there. As it says in the Mihuze Melech HaKavod, as it says in that Tehilim, Torah Kuvdal, the last Torah for today. Rabbeinu loved the simple acts of service of the ordinary people. The simple upright people. Not tzadikim, not rabbanim. No. The simple upright people. Rabbeinu loved the simple acts of service that they did. And Rabbeinu loved those people who were able to pray many supplications within the great, the, within the very big uh, uh, prayer books. As is the way of the common people who are upright. And Rabbeinu would warn us and rebuke us many, many times to sing lots of songs on Shabbat. And Rabbeinu was very stern and used to get angry, very much. For someone who is too smart for himself. And who would not encourage himself to sing songs on Shabbat or whenever Shabbat would go out on Saturday night or other simple acts of service. Because Rabbanu said the essence of Judaism is in complete simplicity and complete wholesomeness. That's it. Without any wisdoms. As it's brought down by us many, many times. And he to himself, may his memory be a blessing, before Rabbeinu had tuberculosis, which is how he died. Before he had tuberculosis, before this, Rabbeinu would spend all his days singing constantly, every single Shabbat, and on Motzei Shabbat, all these songs. So we see here the importance. Rabbeinu one time was speaking about Yosele, uh, a person in the town who used to not be able to pray very properly, who used to do wrong tefillot, but who used to be in simplicity and used to pray to the best of his ability. And Rabenu said, I am very jealous of this Yosele with his simplicity and the way he prays. So if Rabenu is jealous of the person like Yosele, who Behemet, uh, does the wrong tefillot sometimes, he does uh, teilim and uh, the wrong teilim at the wrong hour, this, that, but he has such sincerity. Nonetheless, the main thing is uh, is the sincerity. God wants the heart. Meaning even a person who cannot navigate the Sidur, but still prays with sincerity and to the best of his abilities to read Tehilim every single day and to do simple acts of service. That is exactly what Hashem wants. And there is a very special place in Ganeda and reserved for a person like this. Because Hashem may we be truly simple and uh, throw away our wisdom so that we can serve Hashem without the way we think is best, but really, the way Hashem wants us to serve Him. God willing.